Good morning, and this is the Sacred Heart Hour program on First Friday. My name is Chuck Wilson, and joining me this morning is my wife, Joanne. Good morning. And our daughter, Emily Jaminette. Good morning. The Executive Director of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. And again, the mission of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network is to promote and spread the devotion and enthronement to the Sacred Heart of Jesus in the Diocese of Columbus and beyond. And welcome, Emily. Father Stosh Daly is returning from Rome, but he will be back in February. And uh, But I'm sure it's been a very special time, uh, certainly with the funeral of Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, And we're going to ask him to share all about it. So join us in February. Now, Joanne, tell us a little. Let's see, we're in a new year. We are in a new year. And as Emily often says, it's time to reset. So um, this Sunday, January 8th, we will be celebrating the solemnity of the Epiphany of the Lord and the three kings, the wise men. So that's a day to just really um, welcome as the wise men welcomed, uh, you know, we're welcomed by Jesus for us to go deeper and welcome Jesus even in a new way. And welcoming the king, brother, and friend into our homes. Absolutely. And we're going to hear more about that from Emily. But we have an opening prayer, and it's from the Magnificat this morning on February, I mean on February, on January 6th. And I'd like to read it. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Cast your kindly light upon your faithful, Lord, we pray. And with the splendor of your glory, set their hearts even aflame, that they may never cease to acknowledge their Savior and may truly hold fast to him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 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 And Emily, we talk about the hearts setting them aflame. And let's talk a little bit about why the Sacred Heart came and how that can set our hearts aflame. Well, I think it's important to remember that the first apparition of St. Margaret Mary, um, of Jesus appearing to St. Margaret Mary, was on December 27th, 1673. Mm. So we're talking about an event that really revealed to mankind the significance of the heart of Jesus, because that's what Jesus wanted us to know, is that his heart is full of love. And how important that is for us as Catholics, that we worship the Lord, we love the Lord, we come to him in the Holy Eucharist, and then we understand these messages, these revelations in which Jesus goes deeper and invites us to embrace his heart, to see his heart as our personal refuge during times of sorrow and difficulty. He wants to comfort us. And he shared to St. Margaret Mary on that first apparition that um, she would be the great disciple of the Sacred Heart. And I can only imagine a young sister in her 20s, two years of formal education, but extreme piety and holiness taking on this great mission that we're still talking about as our spiritual reset in 2023. So I just get excited about these connections. I see that the Sacred Heart is more relevant today I believe than in any other time, because why not? Why not believe and have faith that the heart of Christ can change culture, can change hearts, can even change family dynamics? 
And Emily, as we've talked about and as we go out and work with families that are going to be enthroning their homes, um, why? Because Jesus requested to St. Margaret Mary that he uh, would bless each home where an image of his sacred heart is exposed and honored. Yeah, one of the translations is even dwelling places. And I think that's important. Where do you dwell? You dwell at work, you dwell at home, you you spend time in your parish and your parish community center. So we want Jesus to reign everywhere. And we can think about in Revelations where Jesus is knocking on the door, but it is really us who opens the door. And that's the covenant of love. That's what we're talking about is not just attending mass once a week or more than that, but also letting Jesus into the messiness of our hearts, our home. You know, maybe it's the stress of work and you are hitting that that pressure point. You know, don't turn to stress and anxiety. Turn to the heart of Jesus. And I know last night, Emily, we had the monthly meeting and we had a little breakout at the end and at our table, the person brought up, he said, I've never, I've never known so many people going through so many difficulties right now. He said, it's just overwhelming. And we weren't even discussing outside of our own circle. We weren't looking at politics. We weren't looking at the worldwide news. We were literally just talking about our own life the people we know in our own life. But at our monthly meeting, which is open to everyone, it's a reminder that we need to have a spiritual reset. We need to invite Christ in and then go forth and share the good news with others. We empower you just through this radio program here at the Sacred Heart Hour to see that Jesus is the solution, handing people prayer cards. We talked about gestures that we can do. We even focused on that the most wounded of all hearts, the heart of Jesus, physically wounded, assaulted, abandoned, is the heart that heals. So no wound is too big, no pain is too big, no sorrow is too big, no brokenness is too big for the heart of Jesus. But it requires us to receive the grace. And what do we have to do? What do we conclude? We have to pray that Jesus fills our hearts. And that's what the prayer was this morning is really setting our hearts aflame. And it's only Jesus that can do that. And go to the website, welcomeisheart.com for additional information. And we're going to talk a little bit about enthronement kits in the morning. But one way to set your hearts aflame is coming up. Well, two ways, the women's conference and the men's conference. And first of all, Mm -hmm. uh, we have a guest this morning, Matt Palmer, uh, is joining us. And, um, we're being connected. Are we on with Matt? We want to welcome this morning to the Sacred Heart Hour program, Matt Palmer, president of Catholic Men's Ministry. And Matt is here to share about the upcoming Catholic Men's Conference, February 25th at Ohio Expo. I know, Matt, Catholic Men's Ministry continues to promote the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, which was kicked off at last year's conference. How is that going? And what are your plans this year for a follow-up at the conference. Well, Chuck, it's so nice to be here with you and Joanne and Emily and just to think a little bit about our upcoming men's conference. Of course, both conferences are so important for men and women to lift up and attend and be part of. We're excited about our men's conference because we are focusing this year on the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Perfect. And and as we think about um, our devotion uh, to Jesus and his Sacred Heart, 
what a natural follow-up from last year to now focus on his mother and um, and her beautiful immaculate heart. And I think um, we do continue to promote enthronement, um, to promote devotion um, to Christ's sacred heart. It's so important. I think as men, we need um, tangible ways to understand our Lord's heart for us and our Lady's heart for us. And I think men still struggle, Chuck, um, with their own kind of self condemnation. They, they, they are, they need to know the love of Jesus Christ and his mother for them. The, the love that is so deep, regardless of their struggles and failings and faults to really know that Jesus's heart, that beautiful image that, um, St. Margaret Mary gave us that image of his heart exposed. Um, and to, to really think about the, the thorns that encircle it, that is a heart that, you know, that died for us, a heart that bled for us, a heart that is given to us. And he wishes to bring us into that heart and, and uh, he wishes to come into our heart. Um, so I think we will always, as a ministry, be promoting um, the sacred heart of Jesus and it's so natural that we would look to his mother in the, in the year following, a year where we focused on Christ and his sacred heart. Our Lady, um, our Blessed Mother, you know, she um, is that perfect vessel uh, in which um, he, you know, he chose to reveal and to come into the world to incarnate himself. And aren't we all as men invited to, like Mary, may her fiat, her yes, be our yes, we too, as we receive the sacraments, if we, as we um, are filled with Christ's divinity, with his sacred heart, we too are called to be men and women that pour um, his life out into the lives of others. And family is where we start that. And uh, it, it really, it, this conference will continue to help men think about Jesus's and Mary's love for us and our responsibilities as husbands and fathers. And also, I know you have three great speakers coming. We do. We're so excited. Thanks for asking. Um, of course, uh, we're so excited that Bishop Fernandez will be um, our our first uh, and kickoff and keynote presenter. Uh, again, this will be Saturday, February 25th at the in the Kasich Building at the Ohio Expo Center. Um, and men can go and register at catholicmensministry.com. And they, of course, can also uh, encourage their, their wives, their daughters to go to ColumbusCatholicWomen.com to register for the women's conference. But, um, you know, for our men's conference to have Bishop Fernandez there, to he will reflect uh, on Our Lady, Our Blessed Mother, um, and he will inspire us um, with um, his thoughts. And then um, we're really excited to have two more speakers, Deacon Charlie Ecaveri is a, uh, an on-fire disciple for Jesus Christ out in the L.A. diocese. Um, Deacon Charlie has a, a media uh, job in his secular life, but it's a very Christ-centered uh, media company that he's founded and runs. Um, and then, of course, he is a deacon in the, uh, in the Diocese of Los Angeles. So, um, and he has a background, a Hispanic background. And this is a year, Chuck, where we are really um, reaching out to our Hispanic brothers here in the diocese and encouraging them to come to this year's conference. And Deacon Charlie is, is a person that can speak directly to them, to their hearts because of his own, he grew up in South America. So I think we, we have a special uh, uh, presenter there. And then finally, uh, one of the most fiery speakers probably that we've ever had, John Sablon, 
Um, John is uh, a deacon in the Phoenix Diocese. Of course, Bishop um, um, Olmsted, Archbishop Olmsted, is retiring from that diocese, but John is a deacon there. And John will uh, leads a, a ministry that he and his wife founded, World Ablaze. And John is an apologist. He speaks to men and to families all over the world. And John is going to bring a powerful message to the men that day about living life for Christ through Mary. So um, we're so blessed that this conference is happening, and we invite all of our listeners um, to really, if, if, if you want to continue to grow in your understanding of the sacred heart of our mother's immaculate heart, you're certainly going to have an opportunity to encounter um, those uh, devotions and to encounter Jesus and Mary and the Holy Spirit um, at that at that conference. And also, I know, Matt, for those men that have never gone to a conference, it might be intimidating to hear about the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart. But what we say to them is just take a step. Enter in, because the talks, you have fellowship, you have a wonderful break time with vendors and so forth, I know, and then you close with Mass, but to me, what the key always has been is the reconciliation service. Amen. I'm so glad you mentioned those. They're all features of our conferences, including this one. This will be our 26th annual conference. And I think we have been led by the Holy Spirit. And in earlier years, you and other leaders of the ministry have really um, been very um, guided by the Holy Spirit to make sure that confession is offered. We will have 40, 50 priests there hearing confession over a, an extended lunch hour. That will prepare us to receive Christ in the Eucharist, encounter him in, in Mass, the Liturgy of the Word, the Liturgy of the Eucharist um, after lunch. Uh, the talks themselves, I think you're right. These, these um, we, give our, we give Jesus the name of the Sacred Heart and we give Our Lady the name of the Immaculate Heart. But at the end of the day, um, all you men out there that are listening, it's about love. Our Lord loves us. His Mother loves us. And her role in life, she brought him to the world, and we, uh, she, he came to us through her. We go to him through her. And so we'll simply learn how uh, much she loves us as men and how much she's interceding and that a relationship with her is so important as a way to come to know Christ and his heart. And for people listening, they go to? They go simply to catholicmensministry.com. You'll see the registration site there. Tickets are $40 um, for a regular um, registration fee. Um, we've kept that cost stable for a number of years now. You still have sponsorships. We have, we're so grateful to sponsors, many of them that are stepping in and can go to that website. And uh, if you'd like to be a sponsor, we haven't reached out to you yet. Simply go onto the website and you'll see a place where you can become a sponsor, either as an individual, a couple, a small business, anyone that wants to sponsor. We, we're, we're looking and grateful for those. And again, if you're thinking of having your husband coming or you're listening to it, reach out to someone else to, to bring to the conference. Amen. But we appreciate you, Matt, being here. God bless you. We'll be praying for both conferences. We're excited. And I know this will be another wonderful year for men to go deeper in their faith. Chuck, thank you so much. And continue blessings as you share our beautiful um, Christ's sacred heart. Thank you for this hour, this show that you and and uh, and Joanne and Father uh, Father Stash do. It's so important for all of us. God bless you. God bless you. 
Thank you, Matt. And um, again, go to catholicmensministry.com for men. And now we're going to hear from Emily regarding the Catholic Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. Well, I, I'm very excited about the Women's Conference. Every year I am. And every year, as you said, it's a little bit different. It's always set to renew us. And I think that we could start with the theme of this year is light shines in the darkness. And I think that's important for us to all see that we are the light and we're only the light if we have Christ within us. So the Women's Conference is set up a little bit different. It is on February 18th. So it's the weekend before the Men's Conference. It's 8 to 4.30 at the Expo Center. And we have a lot of featured speakers, maybe women, you know, they need a little bit more uh, variety or something. But we we start with Danielle Bean, Father Michael Dent, uh, Father Rob Gallia, who will be flying in from Australia, Pamela Umera, uh, of course, Mass and Main Celebrant will be Bishop Earl Fernandez, and our MC will be Debbie uh, Giannani. And um, our music will be also by Hannah Schaefer. So Michelle Fanley and I have interviewed each one of these amazing speakers, participants, and um, we put those interviews together at our Inspire the Faith podcast featured here at St. Gabriel, recorded here. And you can get a chance to listen to the different speakers, but understand that each speaker is coming to Columbus, Ohio for you. They they want to meet you. They want to um speak to you. They want to inspire you to live out your faith. So I'm I'm really excited about each one. Each one brings a different, unique flavor to the event. Now, our tickets are $45, $35 for students. But I was really reflecting on it's a little $5 more, but you are also sponsoring the Religious Sisters. And that's what makes this conference really unique is the high volume of religious communities that come that share, that are welcomed, that eat lunch alongside you. So think of yourself as helping to bring these sisters here through um, their free participation. So it's a beautiful day, Panera lunch, lots of coffee. And I'm, I'm just, there isn't, you know, it's, it's one of my significant favorite days. And I, already registered my two daughters. I know my mom's going to be there. Absolutely. <laughs> and I will also be participating and assisting as well. So I'm I'm excited. We'll have a sacred heart table, um, of course, to promote the devotion and help strengthen families. So that's a, a quick overview. Thank you, Emily. And Joanne, I know this month is also dedicated to the holy name of Jesus. Well, I just want to say, we have had these uh, wonderful opportunities in Columbus now for so many years in St. Gabriel Catholic Radio that we can't take this for granted. We need to continue to support these wonderful um, efforts to inspire us and renew us and thank God for them. Columbus has a special grace and now we have a special grace of spreading the devotion to the Sacred Heart and His 12 promises of peace and renewal. And there's, excuse me, January is the month of the Holy Name of Jesus. There's no better way to really honor the Holy Name of Jesus than by welcoming Jesus into your heart and into your home. If your home is seeming, you know, a little not stale, 
but a little cold. I just invite you, wherever you are this morning, to just say, this is the year. This is the day where I am going to say that, yes, I'm going to do something concrete. I'm going to open my front door to Jesus by actually renewing and inviting and enthroning you, Jesus, into our home. It'll make a difference. We hear that from all over the country. You know, Mom, you made me think about a conversation I had with Father Stosh, who we're ah, missing him we this miss morning. You, Father. We missed you, Father. But he shared, I said, Father, where does it begin, ah. the enthronement? What's the first step? Mm-hmm. You know, where do we hit that re- the very, very beginning of the string? And what he said stuck with me. He said, it begins with not using the Lord's name in vain. Wow. And he really called out and brought to attention something that has become very casual in our culture, using the Mm -hmm. Lord's name in vain. It almost, you know, you can hear it at the restaurant, you can hear it at a ball game, you can hear it amongst students. So I think as we pause in this moment and we reflect on the holy name of Jesus, we can say in this year, I will honor the Lord. And we also know through the devotion to the Sacred Heart that we can do little acts of reparation. So, you know, decide what do I want to do when someone does use the Lord's name? Well, I would like to share. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, she's giggling. (laughs) This brought to mind something that occurred uh, fairly recently. I was in line at the grocery store and there was a gentleman behind me who took the Lord's name in vain. And so I said out loud, praise you, Lord Jesus. And he said, did you, what did you just say? I said, well, when you took his name in vain, I always have to try to counter that by just a praise. And he started telling me about a Sunday school teacher. He apologized, but you know, he took note. He took note of what he had just said. And it made a difference. I know it made a difference. So that's something that you can do. When you hear our Lord's name taken in vain, give him a praise. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Emily, um, and you've mentioned this before, that we know God is love. And we know when you remove God from the individual, the family, and society, you remove love. And I think our biggest challenge today within families, we don't have to go in society, we don't have to go in our community, is love. Mm -hmm. How do we bring and restore love back into our families? And only when we can do that, then we can receive his love, we can return his love and share his love. And, And I know listeners are hearing this word enthroned. Well, help our listeners understand how can they go about enthroning their homes, Emily? Well, enthronement, again, is rooted in the 12 promises. It's the ninth promise where Jesus tells St. Margaret Mary, to those who expose and honor his heart, they shall be blessed. And that act of entrustment, that act of even then taking the step of building a covenant of love, that's the invitation. It can be done in a three-day manner in which you order a booklet, 
you download the booklet for free at Welcome His Heart. It's as simple as that. We make it very, very easy. Or you can buy a kit. Or you, can, of course, you can buy a kit. We would prefer that you do. You know that you you take that step. Next, the next piece is um, we also have missionaries it, locally. If you're in Columbus, Ohio, let us connect you with someone who can pray with you, walk with you, talk with you. We have an eight-day enthronement where if you'd like to say the rosary for eight days, make it a, like a nine-day novena, let's do that. But the truth is it's not about the preparation, and the preparation a lot of times gets us very bogged down. Do I have three days? Do I have nine days? Do I have 33 days? Do I have 120 days? It's about making sure you enthrone, you take that step, and you really declare Jesus as King, Lord, Savior, and friend of your heart and also and your love. home. We talk about love, but it's not like the world says a fuzzy feeling. It's a it's a choice. You know, it's a choice. It's an action to say, I am going to give my yes to you, Jesus. I am going to pray these prayers, formally welcome you, and ask you to help me come into my messiness, come into the struggles and this family and myself, and I surrender this to you, Jesus, where I am and how I am. I want to share just one of the prayers from the enthronement oh, yes, ceremony. Do. And I think this is all, so all participants are invited and it might be you and your spouse and all of your beautiful children. It might be you representing your family. So it's what works. Someone has got to have the crack so that their <laughs> yeah. heart changes so that it's <laughs> contagious and spreads. But this is one prayer that really I think about a lot. It says, Oh, sacred heart of Jesus, we are gathered here today to proclaim your complete union with our family. From now on, we promise to lead a Christ-like life. We will strive to develop in our home all the virtues which bring them the peace that you promised. We ask you to be the king of our hearts and to increase our love for you. Keep us faithful to your commandments, O Lord our God and our neighbor. Divine heart of Jesus, preside over our family gatherings, Bless all of our family undertakings, both spiritual and temporal. Sanctify our joy and comfort us in our sorrows. And if any of our members of our family should separate themselves from you, remind them, O Sacred Heart, of your infinite love and mercy. And how many of our families have loved ones separated? How many of our family members did not participate in, in attending mass, even at Christmas time. This is dire needs, but this is a solution. And that's why at welcomeisheart.com, we are inviting you to partner with us, to become a monthly contributor, to be able to, you know, help us reach those Catholics that are at that very place of praying, petitioning, desiring a miracle. And it might be a miracle of health, a miracle of heart, a miracle of even a financial situation. We get all types of prayer intentions. And I love the word in that prayer, strive. Just strive. Just try. Just try. Just try. I mean, just <laughs> just get on your knees, people. Just try. <laughs> and, and I think we're talking about ways to continue to bring love back in your home. You and throne. It's not once and done. You can renew your enthronement. I know this year, Emily, when we had the family over, as a family, we renewed our enthronement with all of our grandchildren, our children there. 
and you can do it. The other way to do it is, and Mother Angelic always remind us, holy reminders. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons you're bringing the image, why he wants the image in the home, is that image has power because that image is Jesus, Emily. You know, I'm glad you brought up holy reminders because a lot of times people will say, oh, but I don't like this image and I like this image. And and it's not about the actual image. It's who is that person, the person of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all, the image that we promote of the Immaculate Heart and the Sacred Heart is the image that St. <clears throat> Mother Teresa used in the homes of the sick and the dying through Albania and India because that was an image given to her from the great generosity of the men of the Sacred Hearts, which my grandfather um, worked for. He packaged, he produced these that went forth. So there is a beautiful connection in all of this. And um, we're going to close this session one with ways that you can continue to bring Jesus through prayer. And we have a Sacred Heart prayer you can sign up and get as many cards as you want for your family. So we'll close with the prayer to the Sacred Heart. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings and all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. 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 Father Capadonna was a Marine chaplain in the Vietnam War. His Marines loved him because he always put his life second to their needs. A battle broke out where 500 Marines were surrounded by 2,500 North Vietnamese Army. One man was about to be killed when Capadano picked him up, threw him through the air into a ditch, and saved his life. Another man was hit with shrapnel. When Capadano got up to him, a bubble of peace descended. All he heard was the chaplain's voice, God is with us. Someone will get you out. Father Capodanno didn't make it out that day. He was running to minister to a medic and was shot 27 times in the back. He got the Medal of Honor. The USS Capodanno was named after him. He's been declared Servant of God by the Catholic Church. His name is in the Vietnam War Memorial, and the only way to see it is to kneel. The way he died is how we're supposed to live. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control, and church was actually a, a burden to me. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. No, I didn't take my faith seriously, which, which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with. You can have a beautiful car, a big fancy home, but if you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there. We are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust, especially as a man. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. Thank God I'm home. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person, I love it. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. You're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look 
Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Good morning again. It's Chuck Wilson, and joining me this morning on the Sacred Heart Hour program, first Friday in February, in January. I want to keep going to February, but January. That's Valentine's. I know Valentine's. I'm thinking of my wife. And uh, (laughs) but welcome. Joanne, my wife is here, Good Emily, morning. the executive director of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. And we're going to open in prayer. And Joanne, if you'll open us in prayer in the daily covenant renewal. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you and the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Please help us carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. Protect us and all family members during this night. Help us to live that we might get to heaven. Amen. Amen. And I know the first half hour we really focused on and really getting our hearts aflame with love. And um, Emily, I know you have a wonderful testimony that someone has communicated with you and you've been in communication with them in Augusta, Georgia. I think this is a perfect time to share that with our listeners. Yes. You know, one of the privileges I receive is a lot of input of how the Sacred Heart is impacting lives. A wonderful email first in the Philippines, how they celebrate, Mm. you know, wanting us to see. And they're saying, thank you. For promoting the Sacred Heart. And I'm thinking, you're in the Philippines? And you're thinking <laughs> yeah. about us here? You know, continue that mission. This is important. I think about um, our, you know, a lot of our outreach and how we mentor and walk with different parishes and schools. When someone says, hey, I went and thrown my school, we, we invite them to be that leader in that school. Okay, here's our material. I recommend you meet with the pastor. I recommend that you make sure it happens. That's very important. We all can be promoters. You, we all can be that missionary. And we really thank those who are and invite you to become a promoter. Yes. Become a supporter. Uh, give that little monthly uh, donation. So easy to just have an automatic deduct from your uh you know from your finances and feel good about it that you are a part of it you are helping to spread the devotion of jesus we need you and go on welcomeisheart.com. Yeah. go ahead emily well thank you but um so this particular situation was there is a, a catholic school down in atlanta georgia that has a very augusta, augusta yeah. thank yeah. you that has a very unique mission and they service special needs students and the entire school is made up of special needs students. And she shared with me, I just want to share some joyful news from Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Georgia. After a beautiful mass, we enthroned our school to the Sacred Heart this morning. It was simple and a reverent ceremony. 
all of the children at the school hmm. have a variety types of degrees of special new needs, including two of my children. I attended the mass and ceremony with my son, who has Down syndrome, at my side. And miraculously, my son, who suffers with severe autism, made it quite mostly through the mass and ceremony and with his teachers lovingly assisting him. Already, a miraculous graces are flowing. And I just thought that was so beautiful. beautiful. She went on to say, I can't thank you enough. I want to promote this to others. Mm-hmm. So I think that this idea that we can change the world, we can, but only if Jesus uses us as the light, mm-hmm. as the instrument, and our hearts are properly tuned to the love of God. So this is an example of a school enthronement. We've had, you know, we have multiple schools in the diocese, almost all of our schools enthroned here, and we can always renew these enthronements. So it's not just for families. But lastly, I I think it's important that as we meet on first Friday, this radio program is on the first Friday, because that is the 12th promise, the importance of going to mass Mm -hmm. on this day. And just this week, I was talking about the importance of the first Friday mass. And the person said, well, I can't make the 830 time. And I said, well, let's look at the mass schedules around uh, even a 10 mile radius. You know, there was, oh, there's a 630 a.m. Oh, there's a 730 p.m. Oh, there's a four o'clock p.m. So open your radius and realize that this as we're all trying to get back to the gym and we're trying to get rid of sugar and we're trying to get healthy, this is the greatest thing you can do is say, I'm going to do the first Friday devotion. I'm going to go to mass every Friday and have a spiritual reset. You know, Emily, I'd like you to read the promise on the 12th promise on the first Friday. And I'm thinking of your grandfather who made every first Fridays and the assurance that he had when he was passing away. The all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure nor without receiving my sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. Who would not? I mean, here you're buying life insurance policies. (laughs) Where, I mean, it's interesting. I was telling Joanne. Eternal life policy. I love being it? a Catholic today. And Joanne said, why do you love being Catholic? I said, it's, a lot of it's free. <laughs> I can go to confession. I don't have to pay a counselor. I can commit all my sins. I can be cleansed. I can go to Mass every day. I can have the Scripture. I, it doesn't, I don't have to, again, go out and spend big bucks to have all this renewal stuff coming into my my home. It's right there. Jesus is waiting for us. And now he is saying, if you go to First Friday, he's going to be there for us at the end of our lives. Isn't that amazing? And I was explaining to this take Catholic. Take it to the bank. I would take it to the, <laughs> I was explaining this Catholic about the First Friday devotion. And she was very frustrated because her children are not going attending mass right now, all her children. I said, do the first Friday devotion for their soul so that they receive grace. You know, we can do so much spiritually. And, you know, Dad, as you talked about, a lot of it is free. I also want to invite you. 
<laughs> to support the things that evangelize. That's one reason why we're a ministry. Yes. We're a, such a small ministry. I we, would agree with that. We yes. want to grow. But I find it interesting because you're right. We put our money in so many things. But yet maybe mm-hmm. we're maybe this year we need to put a little bit more in the basket. Our parishes need our money. You know, St. Gabriel, our ministry, these things are have, like you said, a life insurance policy that changes the direction of a family. One conversion, one conversion within a family changes the entire dynamic of the family. You know, as you look at the the work of Damascus, you look at the work of, you know, men's ministry, as we talked to Matt, you know, women's ministry, radio, our, our mission to evangelize and get Christ in every single dwelling place and not just an image up on the wall, but an actual ceremony where people give their hearts. You know, it's it's awesome. Just like RCIA explaining baptism, that's a good day when you explain the, the grace, what is baptism to the eternal soul. It's the same thing. We need to have that enthusiasm to pass on the face. And we have so many opportunities to donate in the church to so many wonderful things. And we're all, you know, trying and we all have maybe our favorites. But really, this is the core. When hardened hearts are softened, when they are filled with grace and love for God, really everything else follows. You know, our pocketbooks open, our hearts open, the renewal happens. And so this is really the main devotion and this this is what it's all about yeah. the heart and i've often said a lot of ministries are beautiful ministries and i got involved early with men's ministry and but our lord didn't say create a men's ministry he didn't say create a radio ministry he said no i want my heart to be exposed and honored and then our lady said pray the rosary and i always think those are the two things we can do as a family. And Emily, that leads me into the question. And you've never shared before, but why the book, The Secrets of the Sacred Heart, 12 Promises to Claim Jesus' Promises in Your Life that you wrote. Why did you write this? Well, I want to pass on this tremendous legacy. And I, I just looked at the beginning, you know, I, I think back to the first article I wrote I wrote for the Catholic Digest about the the work we were doing here in Columbus. I was fascinated that my parents decided with Father Stosh that we should have a renewal and it actually is working. It is it is part it is changing lives. Over 2000 homes plus 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 just in our own community alone. Our Catholic schools, our parishes renew it renewal even. taking businesses yeah. taking place and hearing these stories so i wrote the first article on um, a number of articles catholicmom.com catholic digest um another one the word among us the word among us about what was happening and i realized the story was not being told most of the materials written are about what happened in the 40s and the 50s and the work of even Father Mateo, Father Larkin in the 60s and the 70s and in the 80s. I'm like, but now it needs to be relevant now. So Secrets of the Sacred Heart, my book is just, I was so touched when it became award winning. It is close to being a bestseller. And what was really great is when people of all walks of life tell me 
that it touched their heart. Because when you start writing books um, and stepping forward, a lot of times you're writing from your your own heart to tell the story, to pass on an important piece, but you don't know how it's received. And I thought that was really sweet last night when a couple people yeah. said, you know, a gentleman, Bob, you know, to, yeah. twice my age, you know, saying, let me tell you what your book did for me. Exactly. And not even knowing me as a person, not knowing my relationships, never meaning me, but, but, but talking about saying, I read this book and it set my heart on fire. So the key word to Secrets of the Sacred Heart, 12 Ways to Claim Jesus's Promises in Your Life is, I believe the word claim. If you Mm. can claim that grace, it's being offered to you. Mm. And um, 12 months, 12 promises, 12 days of Christmas, there are so many things that we can do. And, you know, those 12 meetings we have a month, I mean, a year at monthly meetings. But this book, this book is a roadmap to breaking down those 12 promises to allow you to have a heart experience. And and I, I'm tickled that people um, have encountered Christ through it. And I think what, what I've seen in reading your book, and I know Mom and I have discussed it, is it's really, I'm, I'm not saying this, but it's it's on my level. It's on <laughs> the beginning, a convert yes, level. Yes, You know, it's not like it's, written for those that have graduated in theology. Well, it's interesting because breaking it down. Some people have graduated from theology, but I think we have to go back to the basics. Yeah. And in Catholicism, I was evangelizing a Protestant and at one point she said to me, if you don't stop using all those big words, I'm just gonna start speaking German. (laughs) And I was like, what? And I realized I was really intimidating. Yeah. Transubstantiation, sacramentals, catechumens, yeah. you know, neophytes. Some of these words are really, really big. But yeah. I realized when we went back to the basics, mm-hmm. the love of God, he has a heart. His heart has virtues. His heart has mm-hmm. characteristics. Has wounds. His wounds. The, this language is really the language of the heart. Mm-hmm. So it's not just if we how intelligent we are. But truth can penetrate the heart of a peasant as, um, you know, to to the greatest of theologians. And we know that because of the variety of saints and who have lived this devotion mm. through, the, you know, they've all been impacted by the heart of Christ. And you hear feedback, you hear stories. Um, leave something with our listeners today. Why, if they haven't read it, they should read it. I would be honored if you decided in this year, 2023, to pick up my book, Secrets of the Sacred Heart, 12 Ways to Claim Jesus's Promises in Your Life. Because in this book, I want to give you a little piece of my heart and how I have been impacted by the 12 promises, how others have been impacted by the 12 promises, and to give you hope. Because the world is out to crush your hope Anxiety is like a pandemic. Um, worry is like a plague. It, this this culture has got people so tied up in so many knots that they can't see Christ. They can't see the joy. And I want your heart to grow. How I want your can, heart to how grow. How can they get the book, Emily? Well, you can order it through Ave Maria Press. You can visit welcomeisheart.com. The book is available along with a, a very simple enthronement kit right there. You can order all those materials because 
we want to pass on the faith to you. That's what we want to do and give you a clarity so that it sticks. One of the other things, Emily, that comes out of the book is really keeping it going alive is this keep the flame burning monthly newsletter. And that's a way to really keep this love coming. And if you're not signed up for that, you can go on welcomeisheart.com. You can sign up for the newsletter. It, it really continues to keep this. What our Lord wants is to continue to bring his heart into our hearts so we can change our hearts in his image so we can go out and be the light in the world. Isn't that so true? And so one of our resources, as you mentioned, is this monthly newsletter. If you just want the news monthly newsletter, you just contact us and say, please put me only on your newsletter. I, I would happy to do that for you. Whatever works for you. But this is an important piece because what we found is it's important to, yes, enthrone the home to, to go through that ceremony, but we have to honor the heart of Christ. And uh, we've received a lot of those questions, but how are you training people to honor? You know, what are you doing to make sure that people are taking that next step? And it's radio programs, it's renewal, it's monthly rosaries, it's monthly meetings, it's encouraging other parts of the country to do these things as well. So one of our, our most uh, beloved aspects of the monthly newsletter is actually covering all the important feast days, saint days, as you mentioned, months, what the church dedicates the month to, prayer intentions of the Holy Father, so that our hearts can be connected with the liturgical season. We can be plugged right in. And tell us then why the Thursday night before First Friday monthly meetings and everyone's invited and where it is. So Thursday night before the first Friday, there is a meeting after the mass at St. Paul's. We have it on that Thursday. And adoration. And ad adoration before, mm -hmm. then mass. And then we go to the lower level. We had a number of people join us last night that just saw it in the bulletin and decided to come. It's an open meeting. You don't need to purchase anything to be there. You just need to come and have an open heart. And we were saying at our meeting last night, we should change our advertising. You know, come all who are weary, come all who yeah. are broken, yeah. come all who are suffering. Yeah. I use the word come all who are wounded. Wounded, yeah. yeah, we did say that because where do you go? You go to the heart of Christ. So we reflect on the on where we are in the liturgical season, the month that we are at. We, in, you know, kind of chew off one important piece of the devotion so we grow closer. Then we break out into small groups. A lot of people didn't know each other last night. The meeting started that out a little was quiet. Really powerful. But at the end, there yeah. was joy. There was, we pray for our prayer intentions that are heavy in our mm -hmm. hearts. And um, I, re, I just, it, it's such an opportunity to live this devotion, to encounter Christ. And, and we just took that simple question of, you know, our question that we discussed last night is how can we better encounter the heart of Christ and share it with others? And we we took a, you know, an aspect, we take the, you know, parts of the diary of our writings from St. Margaret Mary. And we have Mary. different speakers. Yeah. So, sharing. So this is an important monthly meeting yeah. that I invite everyone. We have a big room, so let's fill it. And again, why Thursday night before first Friday? I love that. Thank you for keeping me on point. <laughs> Thursday night before first Friday is because 
our Lord said that that is when we begin preparing for the first Friday. And I love that because it also signifies as we recall our Lord's death on the first Friday, what was the night before, Hmm. right? What was the night before? The agony in the garden, the last supper, the night that John the apostle rested his head on the heart of Christ. There's some deep, deep meaning to that last Thursday and it prepares our hearts for what will take place the next day. So I, I think that the this this cycle, this rhythm every month makes for a better living, a better life, some more stability. And I know for myself, I was telling Joanne, I really had a down day yesterday and I'm thinking, man, do I need to go to this? And I was thinking afterwards, thank God, because it's really helped me for this program this morning. It really put me back, used the word reset. Well, I was reset last night. And, 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 you know, trying to make the first Fridays, I can remember a time where it was like, cause, because you really need to do that consecutively. It was like, if I can just do nine, oh, something came up, I have to start over again. But really what was happening is the Lord was helping me develop the habit of every once a month confession. And, you know, not making this one and done. Oh, I've made the nine first Fridays of a lifetime. And now I can tell you that it is part of my, you know, every month. It's I I can't imagine not honoring the first Friday or going to confession once a month. I look forward to it because it is a reset. It is a connection. Well, again, Emily, where can they get your book and the title of it? Secrets of the Sacred Heart, 12 Ways to Claim Jesus's Promises in Your Life. Ken, it was produced by, published by Ave Maria Press. It was recommended by Kimberly Hahn um, and a number of other significant and and moms, uh, business people, a variety of different people, um, and also at welcomeisheart.com. So very excited to share that with you. Now, you don't have to go to confession to do the That's first true, Friday. But if you're going to do the first Saturday. But if you're going to do first Saturday and they go back <laughs> to bed, why not? <laughs> I just want to clarify. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. All right, we're going to finish with a couple of the feast days coming up. And I know we've already celebrated the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, on January 1st. And we talked about the Epiphany feast day coming up on Sunday. Uh, Now, Monday, Baptism of the Lord. And that is huge because uh, that's when our Lord uh, was, it came out. The clouds open. This is my beloved son. And uh, so any thoughts Joanne, on the baptism of the Lord and continue to keep Christmas decorations up until the baptism of the Lord. (laughs) That's true. But, you know, what just came to my mind is uh, Godparents, you know, that we have stood for these children to really also pray for them, pray for our Godchildren. And, you know, that we are their godparents and sometimes they're really forgotten. So it's that's that's what I was just thinking about. And um, Emily, any thoughts on the baptism? Is that the end of Christmas or is the epiphany the end of Christmas? Well, 
you know, we we did take our big Christmas tree down. I confess, <laughs> it was pretty big. As you saw my house with all the company I have had come through the door. But, but I moved my little Christmas tree that was in my bedroom right. to my front room <laughs> to keep the spirit going. And so, your nativity. And my nativity scene. And But the truth is, it's not about the decorations. It's about yeah. our hearts. Right. It's about keeping the love of Christ. And, you know, I think it's important that part of this month of January is we fall back in love with the innocent, fall back in love with the mm. unborn, fall back in love with the the children mm. of the world in seeing Christ in them. That's one of the things I do when I meditate upon the manger scene is how can I love children better, honor them, protect them, and really um, oh, cherish them. Good. So the, the baptism connects all of that. And we can pray for our RCI candidates because for many of them, that rite of initiation and acceptance is starting. They're beginning that process. They're signing the book they're soon, and they'll begin journeying to Easter. So let's remember that those those catechumens, the candidates that will be joining the church in at Easter. Okay. Well, and the gift we have is to be the hands, the legs, the walking, the hearts, and the voices for our Lord. And as a world continues to take Jesus out of the stores, it's of us to always wish people Merry Christmas and to put Christmas at the center of our homes. And as we come to a close on our monthly program today, I think what we're hoping for you as a takeaway is to put love back into your families and put it aflame in your families. And the only way to do it is through Jesus and his sacred heart to enthrone it, put it on your workplace, take it to your parish, work with your pastor, school with the principals, uh, making sure they're going to be renewing if they have enthroned or they should be enthroning in your homes. But our Lord has given us a tremendous gift. And I think it's us to make that gift take it. It's like, as I said earlier, it's like a life insurance why not take the graces that he wants to give us? And he said, these are graces I'm willing to give you if you expose and honor my sacred heart. Emily, one minute, and then I'll close in prayer. Well, we got some great feedback that some people are saying, I want to come to this meeting. I didn't know about it. So consider this a personal invitation from the Wilsons. Everyone's invited to our St. Paul's meeting, number one. Number two, this is a great time to hit the spiritual reset button to bring joy to others, to bring love to others, and really to love the Sacred Heart. So I invite you to enthrone, re-enthrone, and to be a witness. And I love when you are sharing about the Christ child and the love for all children. In January 23rd is the day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children. And then, we, of course, we have Roe versus Wade. Because it's been overturned, it's really just the beginning of the fight of every state. Okay, we're going to close in prayer. We're going to use the Sacred Heart of Jesus Enthronement Renewal Prayer. Uh, this is in the book of the Sacred Heart Enthronement by Father Francis Larkin. And this is really the ministry that Emily continues to carry on from Father Larkin, who started the Men of the Sacred Heart. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Most kind Jesus, I humbly kneel at thy feet, 
we renew the consecration of our family, myself, to thy divine heart. Be thou our king forever. In thee we have full and entire confidence. May thy spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings. Share in our joys and our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM88.3 WSGR New Boston, Portsmouth.